Cassidy. Hello, Alex. I said hello. (laughs) That's really aggressive. Um, I'm I'm just going to wheel away. I'm an aggressive person. (laughs) You know this. Um, All right. Do you want to introduce the podcast? Yes. If you give me a minute, miss. You just rushed me by screaming hello at me three times. I don't even know where I am. Can you tell me where I am right now? Yes, we. Yes, I will tell you. Um, I will tell everybody where we are. Um, for those who who don't know, uh, this is gay as in. Uh, we're here. We are queer. We've got shit to say, and um, Penny also obviously, guys. Yes, Penny is here. Not that anyone's asking, <laughs> but Penny is here. Um, I'm Steph. If you haven't figured that out by now, um, Alex is here, and we have a very special guest. Who I'm very excited about. Boop, 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 boop. We really need sound effects. <laughs> that'll be that'll be like the post us having to quarantine away from each other thing when we have the full board set up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. I personally we'll really sound. liked what you did. If you could do that again, <laughs> you do yeah, that one more time. One more time. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it's a common theme. I feel like we do that at least once every few episodes. There's some sort of <laughs> trumpet noises coming through. I was gonna say it's a trumpet noise a uh, new, vo- new a new voice we've created or good. yeah or something stupid or, or a new accent just... there's always a different accent new accent through. always different accent <laughs> yes um but I I I am very excited to introduce um my very special friend Lindsay Wheeler hi Lindsay hi thanks for having hi. me this is so fun yay I come in with weird energy at the beginning, and then um, it just gets weirder. But then it, sometimes mm-hmm. it <laughs> levels off. I was gonna say sometimes it levels off. That's like a one percent of the time. I was gonna say yeah. I prefer it to stay extremely weird. Yeah, that then you were in the right place. It's full of gayness and cats and um, allergy eyes, and I'm always itching. And... Mm. <laughs> you're always itching, you're always petting a cat, and then itching again because you're allergic to your own cats. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then 40% of the podcast is me talking about how I'm allergic to the cats. <laughs> allergic to cats. Grey's Anatomy. Brandy Carlisle. Uh, can, we're gonna talk about Brandy, right? Oh, well, we yeah. have to, yeah. Okay, okay. They'll, I was gonna say, there. I don't know how that could not be a part of this. It's how we, it's how we, it's how we found each other, you and me. Yeah. It's the rules. So (laughs) can't, can't be breaking the rules. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I, I want to um, basically have a little conversation today about like mental health. um, As I got an email actually from Lindsay, I got an email from Lifelines um, about May being mental health awareness month. And we just happened mm-hmm. to be in May, so. Oh yeah, it's already May. Oh yeah, oh, it's the gosh. first. Yeah. God, that's crazy. It's, it's wow. very fitting. Um, so it's Mental day... Health Awareness Month, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> day one. <laughs> We're already starting. Um, I was gonna say, is it is it like uh, just a straight up coincidence that like Lesbian Visibility Day, uh, Visibility Day was like a week ago? <laughs> Yeah, it's like mental health awareness month. Quite important. It's definitely uh, intentional. Um, So speaking of mental health, um, Lindsay, I want to like just kind of go through like what you do um, 
what you do with lifelines and what they're all about and how you got like associated with like all of all of that jazz so if you just want to give like a little background about like what goes on there yeah so I the story kind of begins with just my mental health I was a very depressed teen and also a very depressed adult Um, continue to be very depressed but now it's kind of part of my life uh, in a different way so I grew up in Connecticut in a very uh, homogenous town without any representation at all and um, definitely felt like an outsider in a lot of ways and so I went to college and started studying psychology, really loved mental health stuff, and then got a master's in social work, clinical social work. So I, for a few years, was a therapist in New York City, um, really loved it, but also got burnt out really quickly. Um, And then this job kind of fell into my lap, which was incredibly lucky, obviously, during a pandemic. Um, And it happened to be in the area that I was living in. Um, and it's with a company called Lifelines that does, it's kind of hard to explain what Lifelines does, but, um, we do workshops and like all kinds of content and programming around mental health. Um, lots of different topics that aren't really talked about very often. And I run a lot of the workshops with the founder and on my own. Um, and so I just kind of naturally feel like I have to be doing something in mental health, whether it's like what I'm doing with lifelines or something clinical, um, because it's it's kind of just my everyday um, in terms of like what I'm going through and also just in terms of the people that are around me um, as a queer person, as a person who's, I have bipolar um, and just sort of like my life has just kind of become like a, I don't even know what to call it. I'm, I just have people gravitate towards me when they are struggling and it sounds like a lot of people think that sounds terrible, but it's amazing because I meet all of these wonderful people with tons of neurodiversity and tons of really, really intense experiences who have kind of overcome the like the darkness of them or at least like stepped into the darkness of their experiences in a really beautiful way. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of a, a summary, but there's a lot there's a lot there. It's been a yeah. it's been a journey for sure. Yeah, it, it sounds like. What what's your enneagram number? Oh my god, this question I've been asked this so many times, like this week. Okay, I think I was a three and an eight. Like eight was close behind a three, but I might be wrong about the three. It might have been a two. Do it's I seem okay like a three? I feel it's weird because like there's like two is like the giver, so um, mm. that is a little bit fitting, but also like it just seems like you just have this energy that people are, I think it's more of like an energy that comes from you. Like I, for some reason have this energy where people just think that I'm nice and they want to talk to me all the time. When reality, I want them to go away. But I, (laughs) I, there's something about me that people are drawn to like wanting to like be my friend or like want to be like, Oh, you seem interesting. Like, how are you today? I'm like, leave me alone. I, I I love like, just like the idea of you being like, I don't want any friends. Everyone loves me, but I don't want any. <laughs> no, I feel, I, I think it's funny because when I was taking the test, I was like, I really want to say like all of the good things about myself, but I felt like everything I was saying was basically like, you're an egotistical jerk. And I was like, <laughs> it's 
not like fully wrong. There's definitely a bit of ego there, but I do also really care about people, but I do also want people to leave me alone sometimes. Like it's, it's complicated. Um, But yeah, you do give off like a really nice, calm, like come talk to me energy. So that's not good. I guess if you're, if at the end of the day, you want people to leave you alone, how do you deal with that? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's fine. Cause like for the most part, like, I, I feel like I should be a Gemini because I feel like I'm two people. For, like, for the most part, like, it's fine. Like, people come up and talk to me and, and like, if I'm in a good mood, it's good mood. It's cool. I'm like, yeah, like, that's fine. You know, strangers coming up to me. But, like, when I'm in a bad mood and people are like, hey, like, how's your day? I'm just like, can you go fuck yourself, please? Like, this <laughs> it's is like- horrible. It's horrible when people are – it's – honestly, I have a really big problem with toxic positivity. And I know that that's, like, a different level of what you're talking about. But when people are just, like, raring to be, like, like so positive, I'm like, please, please stop. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like listening to nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, I'm thinking about like the it's like a human equivalent of like the hang in there poster with the kitten. Like anybody oh who God. like just radiates that <laughs> that energy for me because it's 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 cool if you're like trying to be positive, but there's something about people who are just like being positive for the sake of being positive that is so infuriating. Yeah. No, you know that's I love my mother. Let me let me tell you, but we're gonna talk about my mom for a second, who probably <laughs> is gonna listen to this. I love her to death, but we've been having a lot of conversations about toxic positivity because I'll tell her something like one time when I was going to pride in New York city, somebody spit on me because I was wearing a rainbow shirt on the subway. And I told my mom this and she was like, not everyone's like that. Most people are good. And I was like, sometimes mom, I just want you to say like, fuck that person. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? You can do oh, absolutely. Great. Yeah. But sometimes I want her to just be like, pissed off you know but she's always yeah. seeing the bright side and i'm like oh my god especially when there is there is a lot of darkness that we go through as queer people and as people who struggle with depression and things like that like we go through a lot of shit and sometimes you want your shit to be recognized totally. you know? absolutely yeah, yeah. 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 i Speaking get that 100 my shit i'm about to take my meds because i forgot to so <laughs> If anyone wants to hear about my meds i take a nice cocktail of three different meds um and i forget to take them when i should so here we are taking that's them. my problem so i've been like i for the past like i mean i've always struggled with anxiety but for the past like week i've been so like i've just been so incredibly anxious and like even my therapist was like you need to like you need to calm down and i'm like i know deborah <laughs> that's know. not what deborah's supposed to say <laughs> like, i understand um but like i i feel like if i get put on meds i'm just gonna forget to take them and that worries me also Lindsay, you're frozen so if you're talking um i don't know it so i can apologize you hear me? if i'm talking over you i just don't know if you're speaking or not because you're very frozen can you hear me same on my end um i also love the name deborah as like a comedy name just because you're like you're just like stop it debbie you ever call her debbie i do she hates it i do it on purpose because like, i know she hates it do you call her debbie downer at all ever no have you tried no i respect her more than that um I, that's that's fair yeah uh Lindsay, you're still frozen i don't know if we're frozen for you but we'll we'll still we'll still vamp we'll vamp yeah uh, and you can always edit this out, even though I do want you to include the bit where I uh, want you to call your oh she's gone your person okay. Debbie, <laughs> your person, your thera person Debbie. Ooh, thera person. Sorry, y'all. Hey, welcome back. 
No um, worries. We were just vamping. <laughs> I thought you said vaping. I'm gonna Oh, I mean, I guess <laughs> vaping, vamping by vaping. But I'm here. I'm listening. I'm moving. I apologize <laughs> for that. No, you're totally fine. Just um, got new Wi-Fi. So as long as. Out. Yeah, I get that. Is it? Is no it worries. Comcast. Um, no. <laughs> is is Comcast bad? It's Verizon. Okay, I don't know how Verizon. I was gonna say I haven't had Verizon in a very long time. Comcast yeah, it's, is. It's like always, I feel like Comcast causes trouble, and and actually, speaking of Brandy Carlisle, not that anyone mentioned her, but Brandy, <laughs> whenever she has connect like connection issues, it's always because of Comcast. So she's yeah. on the phone with Comcast. And I feel Comcast, like she needs to shit together. divorce Comcast, honestly. Well, she lives in the middle of the woods, so I feel like you're not gonna get very good for like what she's doing i feel like like with the amount of like streaming like she literally records full concerts out of yeah her house well her barn so it's like i get that so i mean comcast is probably just we'll give comcast a break i guess i was about to shit on comcast but you're (laughs) you're over there being extremely kind to comcast anyways all right i'm back so we were talking about meds and anxiety (laughs) Yeah, we're talking so, about Steph's therapist, Deborah. Yeah, Deb. <laughs> let's talk about Deborah for a second. Yeah, so, Deb's cool. Shout out to Deb. Dude. But it sounds like Deb is a little anxious herself about your anxiety. I, I well, I probably stress her out because I come in like full force, like you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. bitching, and like, and then I don't breathe, and I get lightheaded because I'm like not taking breaths. <laughs> I see, I see. So, aka, an anxiety attack is what they call it. Yeah. That. I get real stressed out Mm -hmm. talking about, like, work. And then I tell her that I need to stop complaining about work. And then I don't want to complain about work. And she's like, well, I mean, if you're going to, like, complain about something, you might as well, like, get it out here. And I'm like, no, because then I get more anxious. It's just, like, a whole, like. A whole cyclical. I'm getting anxious about my anxiety about. Wait, that's exactly what I was talking about this week at work. I was talking about how my anxiety about my anxiety is worse than my anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a thing. Um, I had to go on an anxiety med in in 2019 on top of my antidepressant and my mood stabilizer and all my other shit. And um, it helped a lot. But honestly, anxiety is one of the most frustrating things in the world. It just gets in the way of everything. Um, So I definitely feel for you on that. I don't know how I would survive without my meds, to be honest. I'm like, I know that I should be on meds, but I don't, I'm not good with taking meds. Like, I forget them. Like, yeah. And I'm afraid of, because, like, I used to take, um, when I was in high school, I was taking Paxil, but mm-hmm. I got, like, dependent on it. So if I, like, missed a day, I would, like, straight yeah. up, like, withdrawal. And I'm like, this is not, like, I yeah. can't do this. And I would forget to take it all the time. So I would just, like, feel weird all the time. From like Yeah, you have to get really, really consistent with it. And I luckily have been pretty consistent with it but i i've missed days and the same has happened to me because i'm on three different ones high doses of three different ones so if i miss a day like i know it like in a in a big way so i totally get that yeah Yeah. it's It's tough Mm -hmm. it really is sorry but jesus hairball (laughs) back to the cat hair (laughs) um but yeah i just um it, yeah, meds are, meds are tough, and it's and also like 
finding like what's right for you because you can't just prescribe the same thing to every person um Mm -hmm. so I know that's a struggle for some people to find not only like the right type the right dosage you know Mm -hmm. there's like so much that goes into that and a lot of people don't want to take meds because um a they they have this misguided um view on them like they're oh like they're just gonna make me feel like a zombie all day or like I don't I think there's something about there's like a generational thing where mental health is like this unspoken thing or like you're crazy if you like are on meds or you're crazy if you see a therapist and it's like that's so like old school you know (laughs) totally like when I tell like some of my family members, you know, like oh, out I just you know got back from therapy, and they're like, "Why are you seeing a therapist?" It's like, "Why aren't you?" Oh yeah, if you see a therapist, <laughs> you're crazy. Versus, I think our generation um, has come to a place where it's like, if you're not seeing a therapist, you're making a, a detrimental mistake. So I think yeah. that's, I mean, that's amazing that we're at that point. I think, but there definitely still is that generational gap. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm so outspoken about mental health in my own house that like. I don't ever hear that kind of stuff anymore. And if I did, I would be like, I would throw a little tantrum. Um, but, but yeah, of course I encountered that definitely in the beginning of like breaking into the world that I'm in. Um, and I still obviously hear it sometimes just when I go about life, but I just think it's, I think I actually don't, I think I take for granted the fact that I can talk very openly about it in my world at this point. Um, and I kind of think it's better than it is maybe in the in the broader world. And then if I like step yeah. out of that world, I'm I'm sometimes shocked that it's like, yeah, like you go to a therapist, that means you're crazy. One time I got like shamed on this website. My old town has this website that's like a forum for talking about anything. It's like become very political, which I think is dangerous, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um But I found, like, somebody sent me a screenshot. This man, this, like, 60-something-year-old man was talking about, like, keep your kids away from Lindsay Wheeler. She's crazy. And everyone knows each other in my town. It was a small town. Keep your kids away from her. She's crazy. She's on, like, mental health medication. And I I saw it, and I just laughed. I was like, I was like, isn't, like, 45% of America on meds or something like that? It's, like, a high percentage. And I was like, does this guy think that? what he's writing right now is going to be like, like everybody's going to respond to it and be like, yes, yes. Like she's crazy (laughs) because of her meds. Um, So yeah, it still like really shocks me when I see stuff like that to this day, but I know it's a Um, thing. I hope that guy got cyber bullied. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the I, only time that it's appropriate to cyberbully someone is when they just start cyberbullying somebody I know, else, yeah. right? I mean, it, he did by like it was cute. I had like some of my old teachers, my like kindergarten teacher, came out of the woodworks and was like, "Lindsay's amazing, stop!" <laughs> I was like, "This is so cute." And She's then the person, and then one of my best friends, Justin, he like. I didn't even know him until he saw that I was being bullied on there and he like reached out to me and like asked if I was okay. And now he's one of my best friends. So it was, it ended up being fine. But, but I just remember being like, Oh my God, this is still a really big thing. If this is happening on such a public forum, it's so silly. 
That's exactly how it's funny that you kind of brought that up because I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I know I've talked to you about it, Alex, but like mm-hmm. that's how I feel with um with like the homophobia because I surround mm-hmm. myself with people who are accepting and people who are like me, you know, people who aren't um stupid like <laughs> you know, yeah. like or like I mean for from my perspective, um so within the last week I've had conversations with like both of my parents separately um, where they weren't being like homophobic or whatever, but they, um, you know, one of my parents asked me like, what is, what is non-binary, non-binary, which like she, she genuinely just like had no idea. Um, So, you know, I talked to her about that and I got off the phone like right before starting to record this, um, uh, with my dad and just like talking to him about um he was asking about some of my friends um who like you know he had met previously and and stuff so we were talking about that and one of my friends recently um came out as as trans and so just like going through the explanation of like how that works talking about the other trans people in my life because he's willing to listen Mm -hmm. um I I give him a lot of credit for being willing willing to listen number one and number two like you know since I've come out to him, his his understanding of the world around him, he's been a lot more open and he's been very supportive. But just just forgetting that people don't understand how yeah. n- what non-binary is or like what's a trans person. Like I just I completely forget. I know there are people out there. It's wild. Like you surround yourself with this, and it's such a core part of your identity that you forget that that's like not at all a part of people's worlds. I don't know if you both relate to this, but my family I've noticed struggles a lot more to understand gender than sexuality at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I mean, sometimes I even shy away from the conversations like, and, and I hate that because that makes me sad because I'm just like, is this going to end up just disappointing me to try to have this conversation? Yeah. Um, I've had to learn where the line is for me. Um, but it seems like gender is, is really hard for people to grasp. So when mm-hmm. it comes to talking about like anything beyond the, the binary, it's like, they just do not understand it. And I think that's like pretty widespread. I even find that within like the gay community, there's a lot of like misunderstanding when it comes to gender. And I just think that's shocking because I feel like that's something we should all understand and be educated on totally yeah Yeah, I get that I I really like when I like I've been you know I've been out as gay since I don't know I was like 13 14 something like that but I was living in this you know really small town and I wasn't exposed to anything so when I moved to New England it was like like a culture shock and I like like met my first like gay friends because I never had I never like really knew anybody else that was gay or like didn't have gay friends or anything so it was like moving here and then like I met you know my my trans friends and I like basically like learned about gender and everything just from in as like a full-blown adult I moved here when I was 25 or something so it's like now you're 100 years old you've really grown (laughs) wait where did where'd you grow up Uh, I grew up in um, upstate New York like in between Albany and Syracuse um it's just like farmland and legitimate Amish when I say there was Amish like with horse and buggy by my house every day I'm I'm not making that shit up there's <laughs> legitimate like Amish very nice people but yeah. <laughs> um it was just like yeah very um 
just a bunch of rednecks and everyone's very close-minded and um I hate I hate it there but yeah yeah, moving here it was um like my whole like world opened up to so many different things and I was like wow if I stayed living in that little town like I would be so incredibly Mm close-minded and there's so many of those little towns all over the place yeah I know I think about that all the time like I've kind of always been in um urban areas I think like either living I lived in New York City and New York City fully changed my worldview um so I kind of like even living in Connecticut where I lived like it was the metropolitan area so I still had um I didn't have a lot of exposure to it for my first like 16 17 years but it still wasn't like that it wasn't like living in an extremely rural area in upstate New York like I I don't even know how you did you come out after you you came out before you left there yeah so, yeah I, I mean I'm that's a miracle <laughs> yeah I was like the gay I was the gay kid the one gay like, kid. yeah there in was like a like, hundred miles <laughs> yeah wow there was um I graduated with the class of 98 and okay. I was the only like openly gay kid in my class and there was like a couple grades below me you know there was like one adorable little gay boy who I love so much. He's a, he's a drag queen now and I, he, I yes. adore him. Um, and then this girl that I dated who is um, now like engaged to a man. So I don't, not that it matters. Like, I don't know what her status is. doesn't matter. Don't care what her label is, whatever she wants yeah. to do. That's none of my fucking business. Um, so like we were like the gay ones, I guess, of mm-hmm. the, the whole school. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it was like a weird thing. And then, um, yeah, I just kind of like dealt with just I was always just like the different and I was fine with it. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, good for like... you for for being able to like own that and feel comfortable with that, because I think that that's it goes back to the mental health stuff like that is the most isolating thing for so many people. And um, I think that just that's why the suicide rate in LGBTQ plus young people is so high particularly in rural areas because when you feel that alone it's 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 rough yeah um so i mean honestly i have a lot of respect for you for getting through that and kind of like living in that that feeling of being different and like surviving that because it's not easy oh girl yeah i just embraced it i'm like i'm gay good for you (laughs) it's just like (laughs) yeah walking through school like with rainbows like all over my body and just been like hey nice boobs like you know I was like (laughs) I love that because you either have to own it or you have to hide like there's no in between I think when you're in that sort of environment it's like yeah it's like I'm gonna own that I'm the gay one I'm gonna wear rainbows or I'm gonna be totally ruined by it and hide and and unfortunately I think so many people fall on the ladder and end up being really like isolated and sad and and not themselves so well I think like I can't um I would be missing a whole part of the story if I would if I wasn't talking about my privilege and Mm -hmm. how incredibly privileged I was to I was never bullied like I never um no one ever like I just was never bullied, never verbally, physically, nothing. Like, no one, they were just like, oh, yeah, this just Steph. She's just a big homo. Like, you know, <laughs> like, no one cared. They were just like, okay, like, you're gay. I get it. 
So yeah, there was no like negative feedback coming from it. Um, and I think a lot of people, especially in like rural areas, um, get don't have that privilege like most of them you know do get bullied and are um like looked down upon and whatever like oh like don't go next to that girl she's gay so if you be friends with her she might like try to hit on you or whatever um it's like a weird thing but i feel like especially for trans people like i can't even express how much i fucking love trans people it's such a brave thing to um to decide to transition and do it you know like openly and with you know like not looking back and just like I'm fucking doing this because we come to a place in time where being gay is like quote-unquote accepted you know like it's not fully accepted there's homophobia everywhere but um with more and more trans people coming out like I just see so much fucking transphobia and it's like yeah can we just not do that I know. It's, yeah. it's a brave thing to come out as trans because it's there's so much negative feedback and it's yeah. not fair. It's not. I fair was gonna say I think if we can be good allies to our trans friends, like that's the most important thing to do because between just poli- the political climate and the way that trans people are constantly at risk and mm-hmm. just transphobia in general, it's it's still really bad and it does take so much courage one of my best trans friends like thank god that he has social media because that was the only way that he actually had any sort of representation and felt any sort of like support um because he just had not no one in his life to uh like aspire to follow in the footsteps of i think it's it's just it must be so scary um and also just navigating like navigating a world that isn't built to support you at all um Mm -hmm. and again that's the sort of thing where like if you come from a an area that is extremely transphobic like nobody is gonna really support you if they don't know anybody like you that's what it's it's always comes down to if you have a trans friend if you're um if you identify as cis hetero and you have a trans friend, like that might fully change your ability to, to grasp it and to understand it. But if you never do, it's like, there's some statistic about how having just one trans friend, like fully, fully changes like your perspective and ability to accept. And so if you think about all of the areas where nobody comes out as trans or, or people have no one in their life, like they just remain that way. And how long will it be like that? Who knows? But it's, it's definitely really sad. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it a lot because trans people are so cool. Like I'm I'm just drawn to people who are like 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 a little bit different, like not like your average, you know, cis hetero person who is mm-hmm. just like some fucking white whatever just doing your nine to five office job no offense to you alex is your yeah, how, how, how fucking dare you, <laughs> <laughs> how fucking least, dare you? i'm not straight but my office job is fine thank you <laughs> but when there's like something different i'm like i'm like drawn to that like i want to i want to like um like know more about them and i don't think it's like, and i don't know maybe some people i don't i've have never had this sort of feedback but maybe some people think it's intrusive um mm-hmm. but i just like i I want to get to know more about people who are a little bit different because like I know how it feels to be different 
so like I want to like be able mm-hmm. to like relate with them and like oh, basically yeah. like hey there's people like me out there who think that's cool and um you should embrace whatever is different about you and um just kind of roll with it and... yeah no I agree I'm I'm definitely drawn toward people who like have that sort of courage and are are um willing to own their differences obviously like normal is a complete construction but Mm -hmm. but um they're like a living breathing um sign that like survival is possible and and in a world that is like completely unsupportive and dangerous for them and so I I fully agree um and I I just think it's so important to be the best support system possible for anybody who identifies beyond the binary <laughs> oh the hell yeah stupid because binary where else, gonna, where else are they gonna get their support when everyone else is like just mm. like in a completely different world of like heteronormacy and and like thinking that gender is like i actually i <laughs> i cyber bullied this transphobe the other day it was like a two-day <laughs> battle on Instagram. I was cyberbullying the fuck out of this person. I hate people. Um, and I, it was just, it was so <laughs> frustrating because the ignorance of it, like, this person wasn't even, like, trying to educate themselves. Like, it was a whole thing about Caitlyn Jenner, whether or not Caitlyn Jenner is, like, her politics are terrible. Like, mm-hmm. whether or not you think that Caitlyn Jenner is, like, a cool person, you can't, that has nothing to do with, like, her transition or whatever, if that makes right. any sense. No, so, no, yeah, totally. Yeah, like she may be a shitty person, but like it but, like has you can't be transphobic being... about it. Like right, you can yeah. t- you can call her an asshole, but at least call her an asshole. Right. I know, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, so this person was like saying something along the lines of like, "Oh well, your genitals like determine like your gender or whatever." And I was like, "If you Google no. that." First of all, I'll just fucking Google that and I'll that will prove you wrong. <laughs> just a quick um, Google, yeah. That's not right. And then someone else is like, well, your DNA determines your gender. I'm like, if you Google that, your DNA determines your sex and your sex sex and gender are different fucking things. People are so and dumb. This, and this same fucking person was like, well, if like if you're not a man, if you're not a woman, then what are you? I'm like, if you Google that, you can see that there is a an non-binary. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Yeah, and what's so funny is that these people who come in with this like biology like debate or whatever, and obviously incorrectly using it to say it's a determinant of gender, um, intersex people completely throw out like this the binary sex idea too, <laughs> because you have people who have XXY chromosomes. So your there's your DNA right there for you, like. <laughs> Just, I know there's it's, it's like science it is science yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just I, I think that's where people get confused as well they're like no this is just so this is such an agenda it's like this liberal agenda to talk about like like why are we talking about gender as if it's not fixed it's like like actually though like there's science behind there being far more diversity in terms of all of this than you're recognizing but yeah. honestly these like this is such an important thing to talk about too just like how to deal with trolls and and having these conversations because sometimes like I used to go after every single person (laughs) every person like I could spend the whole day on Twitter or Instagram like just sending like these ridiculous messages and and some people just seem to be completely beyond (laughs) repair (laughs) they're not they're just not smart enough 
It's not even like it's ignorance plus just stupidity. Yep. Yep. It's so bad. It's, if they would, and the thing, like, if they would just listen to, like, I feel like when people, like, you know, if you can send this whole long uh, clap back of, you know, you're a piece of shit transphobe, but if they don't <laughs> actually read the words and, like, take it in, they, mm-hmm. like, I just feel like they're looking at the words and then just, like, disregarding everything that they read. And it's like, they, like, literally, well, you're, you're assuming that they've even read it, um, where they probably haven't, and they're just, like, mad that you replied and think you're wrong regardless of what you said. Oh my god, I know. It's ridiculous. But literally, just educate yourself. It's not that hard. Like, just look it up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's, it is literally science. Like, it's yeah. not something that the liberals made up. I know, it's so <laughs> This is the future that the liberals want. <laughs> Wait, guys, this is actually really funny. This just reminded me. Somebody recently told me that <laughs> my eating disorder <laughs> was was a liberal agenda, like part of the liberal agenda. <laughs> I was like, this is even, this is beyond. Let's let's have this conversation. <laughs> like, it's amazing. It's almost, it's almost as if, like, in, and I see this a lot, where, okay, so people don't read things that they're sent about things they don't know about. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes they anchor on to one new word that they learned and then they use it incorrectly all the time. Where, mm. you know, they're like like something about like, oh, it's part of the agenda. Or <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, it was like, there was something that I was watching the other day that just like referenced. It was like, um, oh, this is part of the patriarchy. And like oh people just God. like using patriarchy incorrectly or so socialism let's start with that people learn the word socialism and then they don't know what it means they tack it onto every argument right and they're like it's the same thing as communism and it's like no (laughs) that's why they're two different things that's why they're two different words because they're two different things i know it's amazing people are very dumb is really the uh the final message we can go now yeah yeah that's, that's it. a Bye, guys that that's... was a great conversation um, <laughs> stay gay see you later yeah. Deuces. <laughs> so stupid uh Lindsay, you would actually love our um me and alex did a episode where i asked alex just like ignorant questions that oh yeah like oh, i've been so asked fun. as a gay person like alex if if you're in a relationship with a woman like who's the man <laughs> that and of course shit, my my answer is always, uh, neither of us, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. I gotta hear that. Send me that. Yeah. I don't remember what the episode was called, like, Ignorant Questions Yeah, it's, a, it's or something. Yeah, something, something along those lines. But, yeah, I mean, again, thankfully, because I'm in my, my little bubble, like, not getting those ignorant questions. But then again, like, you know, talking to, like, my parents, for instance, I'm, I think, like, they're only or one of their only touchstones to the queer community Mm. where like you know they were very um they were very accepting questionably accepting um on my on one of their parts um but overall very accepting Mm -hmm. um nowadays to me being out me and my partner um they always at least my mother always jokes that um as soon as I make fun of my mom at any given point that she's going to swap me for my girlfriend. Um, so Aww. like, so like they're very, so they've, they've been very supportive, but um, I think it's like we were saying earlier, if they don't have a touchstone to the queer community at all, yeah, of course they're going to be ignorant. They're not... in a different world. Right. Which actually reminds me, did anybody, I only saw a clip of it, but the Elliot Page interview with Oprah. I haven't seen it yet. I saw a clip, yeah, or, like, yeah. a little bit of it. Like, 
I'm just, I'm so happy for him. <laughs> People have told me so many times that I look like him, which I think is really funny because I, I don't see that one. I think, I think what you've received is, is a, is a comment because you look queer where one time at a wedding, uh, the, the wedding photographer walked up to me and said that I looked like Rachel Maddow. <laughs> that's actually hilarious because it definitely is always straight people who say it it's true and then like tanya's uh tanya's parents my partner um had one time said i look like megan rapinoe because of my hair color at that point like it's just that i look queer it's like like, you know it's like you're the one lesbian that that we know so let's just say that you look like kate mckinnon i'm like okay (laughs) wait that's actually actually hilarious actually alex my um my aunt's husband, Rosie, do you remember that one time when, I don't know if I told you this story, he was talking, he was talking about, he was trying to tell me, like, a particular friend of mine. He was like, the one that looks like you. And I was like, none of my friends look like me. Yeah, the one that looks like you, but, like, with blue hair. I'm like, we don't look anything alike. We just have the same haircut. We just have a similar haircut. The one like you. Yeah, the one that that's, looks like you. That's really none of funny. Them, none of them oh my god you're so right though that's probably the truth if like you're just kind of lumped together as one yeah person i I really think that's that's it which like of course you know there's no you know quote unquote looking queer just just to be clear i've been having a lot of conversations around that because um i had made a comment um just like a supposition that i i got like a i get a queer vibe from Billie eilish Um, oh a hundred percent right but it's not that she like looks queer it's like it's almost as if which i don't know if either of you have had this experience where like you know you befriend a bunch of people and then most of them end up being queer and even if they're like not identifying as queer at the time where i'm just like i just get it's just like i get a vibe i don't know what it is yeah it's an energy it's a hundred percent a hundred percent no that is that's complicated because if people like get upset by you saying you look queer or whatever but like you just know you do you just know and and there there is like a look to it for some people I think like some people kind of strive to give the appearance of queerness so like I yeah which I feel for my um like I have um some friends who are like I've got one friend in particular who is just hyper femme but but she's but she's gay and so like that's where like that you know um where like i find issue with like the idea of looking queer because like i want to be embracing of all queer people and not like make a generalization that oh you look queer it's fun to joke about but um but i i you know i try i try not to not to like generalize in in that way shape or form although i will joke about like how queer my haircut is or you know how gay, gay my outfit is but gay <laughs> well and like that's fine I think that I think that that's okay like I do the same thing and it it's it's a way of connecting with other people who just like understand yeah um, yeah. yeah I mean one of the first times that Steph met me was when I was dressed as David Bowie in a in a full length latex golden <laughs> bodysuit suit and incredible <laughs> Um, so like I don't know exactly what vibe that was but obviously I like to obviously I like to make a statement so but but if there's like any way for me to like really play up my queerness whatever that means like I do because I I just you know it makes me feel good so um and yeah if you looked in my closet and didn't like get an idea of the fact that I'm queer like I would be 
offended. And so, so like, I don't exactly know that how that fits into the conversation and what you're talking about, but yeah, there is like, I mean, there's, there are brands that have become like a symbol of queerness, like Carhartt or Yeti now, Yeti, (laughs) yeah, particularly if you're a Brandy fan, um, Birkenstocks, (laughs) like, like all of these things. And so there is, I mean, there's definitely some sort of connection there. It's just like, yeah, there's a way to, there's a way to like, I think say it and there's a way to like, kind of, I don't know to be critical it's, it's of super it, complicated but, like but it's yeah. just it's it's totally. yeah it's wanting the wanting the community but also remembering that some people don't have like the stereotypical like queer vibe or queer look yeah just because again totally. my, my hyper friend my hyper femme friend was just like always getting hit on by dudes and she was getting so mad because she's like i'm gay <laughs> like yeah no that's yeah. that's hard but then again like my probably my most femme lesbian friend like I just like even in high school like before anyone was out I was like we were friends and I was just like it's there's just it's there I know it I know it and of course she was gay but but yeah it's the same thing it's like I think most people would not guess it about her I don't know it's an energy you're right it's just a vibe I was gonna say it's just that we I I feel like we as queer people just naturally (laughs) gravitate to other (laughs) queer people and I don't know why that is it's part of it I think is just it is the experience of marginalization like at there is some sort of undercurrent of that whether or not you have huge privilege and have had a relatively easy um journey it's like you just get each other in a different way I think and I think that's such a beautiful thing like that's probably the most beautiful part of the whole experience just having that connection it's like I always say like and my I don't know how my parents feel about this at this point but I always say like I really hope my kids are queer I really hope my kids are queer and in the beginning they were like Lindsay don't don't force that on them or something and I'm like oh I will I will (laughs) because like there's just a there's just a depth of understanding that is really beautiful and um my connection to my queer friends is just on such a different level in so many ways this is the future that liberals want (laughs) i know right (laughs) i'm just like i'm picturing Lindsay with like a newborn baby and be like this is a carabiner carabiner." (laughs) oh it's gonna be exactly like that yeah all of the little all of the little shirts are gonna be cut off until a fucking yes (laughs) no sleeveless cut off you know it they're going to be going to all the Brandy concerts, too. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I am really excited by the idea of, like, parenting in a in a way that is, is, like, affirming part of me that I didn't feel I had, I think. You know what I mean? Like, being yeah. able to raise kids um, to really feel very comfortable with whoever they want to be or end up being or are inside. And, like, that's a really... Um, motivating thing for me i think yeah Um, so that's kind of cool that that also goes back to like the whole generational thing because i feel like if i was brought up like i feel like the the kids now like i'm like jealous of how they're being brought up because they're being introduced into this world which is so much more accepting than just in the past like 10 years you know oh yeah hugely like so much like Obama just like opened the doors to so much like acceptance I guess and then 
it just, um, I don't know, I just like everything is, I feel, and I'm not typically a positive person, I'm typically a sad, depressed, <laughs> anxious, ridden person who is dwelling in misery, but like, I feel optimistic that like, things are changing and getting better, but that I also might be delusional because I live in my own little world, my own little bubble, and I don't go outside, I don't talk to other people who are you know homophobic or transphobic mm -hmm. or whatever like I don't associate myself with them so I might be delusional or we're taking steps in the right direction I think that it's somewhere in the middle and I think about that with myself too I think um there are places where we wouldn't say that but I do think broadly it is a lot better there was when I was working with kids in the Bronx um in my first job out of grad school I was pretty much like I started with this big group of kids knew nothing about them by the end it was like 75% of them had like come out to me as either like queer or like questioning or like I don't want to identify as straight because it's cool to be like to like not subscribe to the binary and I was like what the fuck this is awesome <laughs> it's like what is happening and many of them had parents who were not like were not accepting and so i think that really tells you something it's it's happening in schools and it's happening among that age group and be, i think in part because of social media which is a huge blessing and a huge curse like mm -hmm. there is so much more visibility and so much more like education about this um and then there was some poll that i read that that polled like thousands and thousands of high school students and middle school students across the u.s and it was something like 50 percent identified identified as not straight um, because and and many of them said they just didn't want to identify as straight because they didn't like they didn't have enough of an idea of like their identity yet to mm -hmm. to identify and also like just the idea of fluidity like that was not even a thing I don't know how old you guys are but when I was in high school I'd never heard the word fluidity and now like so many people really really believe in fluidity and want to identify as fluid because it does not put them in any sort of box yeah that wasn't a, i don't think that was a thing when i was in high school yeah wasn't a thing for me either um i i love um so we actually have a, another episode too with um with our friend erica who is a middle school teacher and she i i always want to call it a club but i know it's not a club it's like a group that she um is the what what would is she like the she, well, she's like a co, like a co-runner. Yes, yes. Like of, I like to call it the gay group at her school, um, but it, it has an actual name. Um, but it basically, like, it's just these middle schoolers. You know, it's a voluntary thing. They can show up and they just you know go over like queer culture and like just talk about all the different kinds of gay shit. You know, like if mm -hmm. I was in middle school and like I can go to a group like that, like what? Yeah, right. It's so cool. Like, I, know. I I I love that teaching kids like hey like be who you are and that's cool like we're there's some people aren't going to be accepting but um some people are so just be who you are and that's that's fucking it i like, know it's amazing that that's a thing no <laughs> love that yeah where was that when i was in middle school <laughs> well when i was in high school i didn't know a single person who identified as queer um or non-binary or like anything beyond objectively solidly straight cis mm -hmm. and now like I talk to my cousin who's in high school and she's like yeah like 
half of my friends identify as bi. And I'm like, what is this? And it's that she she's in the, the same high school. There's like there are several kids who have come out as trans. There are people going to prom with uh, same gender partners. It's just like it's amazing to see that. Like it, it is it's the best case study because it's the exact same place that I went in the exact same town, you know? So like looking, looking at that is, it does give me hope and it makes me really happy to see for sure. Gives you the feels. The feels. I know. Why did you shimmy when you said that? Because Because why not? Why don't you shimmy? Why don't you shimmy when you say everything? I'm being cyber bullied. (laughs) Your negativity is not wanted here toxic you're toxic to this chat oh no am i the cyber bully yeah i think that's what's happening (laughs) love that no like it's it's like i don't know it's like again i'm envious of the kids now the the kids the kids kids who have their girl in red and Haley kiyoko and king yeah i know right it's so brandy carlisle and their brandy who's always been around but like it's just different. Speaking of mm-hmm. Brandy. It is different. Hold on. Uh-oh. Quick plug. <laughs> Brandy's yeah, like new book, Broken Horses. <laughs> Has anybody been reading this? Magic. Um, I've already plugged it several times. but <laughs> Okay, just want to make sure that we um, give, Cover it, that. give it justice. Yeah. Do it justice. Yes, I have three of them and the audiobook. Audiobook is just fucking perfect. The audiobook is magic because there are alex i don't know if you know this steph's probably mentioned it but there's like all of these like stripped down versions of her songs and covers and it's just the way that they're weaved in and out has a book ever been written like that i mean um if if we're thinking like demos and stuff high school did that too tegan and sarah's book okay alex your negativity is no one I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, I'm well, cyberbullying again. and Sarah, Tegan and Sarah are great too. We can also plug Tegan and Sarah's book. Yeah, I um I bought a copy of uh, Brandy's book for for my partner. Um, oh, we can cute. plug Tegan and Sarah's book, and then I was reading, um, I think I'm like halfway done, uh, musician uh that goes by Japanese Breakfast. Uh, oh, she I put out her memoir. Yeah. And it's just it's devastating. Really. <laughs> it's about her relationship. I mean, her entire. I mean, she had a music career before her mom passed away to cancer, but this entire book and the like, her more recent music has been about her mom passing away and what that's meant for her. And like, this book is just like leading up to her, like from her mother's diagnosis, leading up to her death and then after, and it's wow. just devastating. That's really sad. Yeah, but it's it's very well written. It's very good. Um, I'll probably read Brandy's book after my partner reads it, though. Yeah, and I'll tell I'll tell really her about good. the audiobook because she'd probably be super into that. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm giving I'm forcing myself to listen to the audiobook like very slowly because it's just so good and I think I'm gonna cry when it's over. But there's something about hearing an author like actually read their own words and like out loud and, and then having the the music weaved in is just like life changing. Yeah, Magical. I don't. I don't know if either of you have read Chelsea Handler's book. Um, yeah, Death which will be, one? Uh, Life will be the death of me. I've like, not read I, that. I've read like all of her books up to that. <laughs> oh, that's the best. It's really one. good. She really, it's really stripped down. Um, she went to therapy and is you know she really just had to take a step back and like reevaluated her life and 
discovered all the it's like she went through like her second Saturn return phase like too soon or something I don't know it's like I, <laughs> I think her second Saturn it. return phase yeah. is like 56 or something and she was only 42 when she wrote the book but um I just got that um audiobook as well like I already read the book but I got the audiobook because um I just thought it would be funny to listen to her read it and it is <laughs> so <laughs> it's so good it's funny you mention her because last night I was literally writing down one of her quotes that I want to I'm so I'm officiating my brother's wedding which is going to be really really wonderful primarily because I'm like really really critical of religion and I had to get ordained to be able to do it so I call myself <laughs> Father Lindsay um, but I have a hey, quote Dad. a Chelsea Handler <laughs> Daddy Lindsay but I have a Chelsea Handler quote Poppy. that I found about bro- like brothers um that is like very adorable and it's basically about how like the first person you fall in love with is your brother which is like not true for most people but it is for me my brother is just like he's the best um and it brought me back to that book and that book is just it's such a good audiobook again like I think mm-hmm. that one should be a listen some books just should be read I don't know. I started reading Brandy's book and then I was like, I need to do the audiobook first because I want to hear this first. It's and it's mm-hmm. that way with Chelsea Handler's books, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Oh, that just warms my dark, cold heart. Your sweet little gay heart. <laughs> my, my, my black but also sparkly heart that's yeah. in there. It's very cold and glistening, but it's melting slowly. Um, <laughs> how much how much time do we have? Okay, that's getting to be around time. But um, I wanted to go back to, I just wanted to backtrack a little bit with mental health. Mm. Um, because you have um, outlets, I guess. Um, I just didn't know if you wanted to talk about um, different organizations or different um, outlets for gay youth or, what is, gay youth or... Um, <laughs> youth in general you, the youths um, the youths <laughs> yeah the, the kids yeah I mean there are so many really good organizations now I think that's also part of why like the world has changed um because it's like norm more normalized to actually like tap into resources um I love the Tre- the Trevor project I mean that's a, a great one for LGBTQ yep. plus youth and then the trans lifeline is really important as well um I think I think those are probably the two like that I usually recommend for LGBTQ plus people. Um, and then there are a lot of organizations like NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, for people who need just mental health resources. And there are so many like of these larger grassroots organizations that have become really, really huge, but that have local chapters and you can access so many different sorts of resources in your in your area and they they're doing because of the pandemic they're doing a lot of like virtual events which i think is really cool um like doing like art therapy and things that are free which we love um and then what was it what was i gonna say i mean there's so many american uh foundation for suicide prevention does a lot of really amazing stuff um um nita which is an eating disorder organization. These are ones that I've used that I that I really love. Um, Lifelines, <laughs> that's where <laughs> I work. Lifelines is is not a, a clinical organization, but we do a lot of really really cool mental health stuff and workshops. And you can come do 
make things with me and talk about all of this. Um, what else? What else? What was the event that um, that online event that I attended with you and um, uh, what was his name? Um, Chapin. Yes. Our yes. rainbow, our rainbow one. So that was lifelines. And we did, we're okay. starting like a LGBTQ plus uh, like group where we just get together and talk about gay stuff. Um, and we're right now because of mental health awareness month, we're kind of like overloaded with trying to get things on the calendar, but after May is over it, we're going to try to do it regularly. Um, and, and we kind of just like, because lifelines has been really focused on, mental health just like very in a very specific uh like depress like primarily depression sort of context because of the founder we're now trying to expand it and and have like subgroups um that meet and so we're definitely going to do more of those um and in that one you were there for a little bit of it Chathan and I Chathan's one of my team members at Lifelines, we just talked about our coming out stories and sort of like what our experiences were like and then heard from other people in the community. Um, but it was like a pretty good showing for a first one. So it was fun. But I really want to do that like weekly or biweekly, hopefully. Um, just meet and talk about stuff and draw <laughs> whatever we want to do. But that's what yeah. Lifelines, that's what's cool about Lifelines because we're just doing like really casual, like, like bring a piece of paper and some colored pencils and let's just draw our feelings. Um, but yeah, there are so many organizations and the ones that I just mentioned, if you like go on their websites or their social media, you'll find like list upon list of other really cool organizations. Those are just some of the bigger ones that I know are really, really solid. Um, yeah. Good question. Hell yeah. Woo. Sick. Mental <laughs> health. Let's, let's uh, take care of our mental health. It's important. Let's go to therapy. Therapy is the best. <laughs> <laughs> it really is though I, I like I look forward to like every Friday I look forward to therapy I'm like oh I get to get up and go to therapy yeah I know <laughs> I'm making more um therapy shirts and sweatshirts I'll send you both one if you want one so yeah, Alex yeah. probably doesn't know but I make I make sweatshirts and and t-shirts that say therapy on them I love that <laughs> and, and uh I'll send you them as a as a, a thank you for the podcast oh fuck yeah fun. Like we like, I feel like I need to send you something because I'm so excited to just like have you on like, <laughs> like a, a professional, oh my gosh. um, mental health advocate. Well, thanks. I guess is what your your new title Whew! is going to be. I like that. <laughs> no, I I love this. This is fun. Any any time I can just talk to people who are cool and understand, I'm in. It's great. I love what you Hell are yeah. doing here, and I need to listen oh, to other we just episodes. Have... Yeah, we just, like, literally, we just, sometimes we just, like, shoot the shit about, like, nothing. And I'm, like, no one's going to listen to this, but it's fine. We're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, this no, is, like, an excuse for us to hang out every Saturday. Well, and, like, <laughs> that's such an important outlet. Like, this is a form of therapy. I love that. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, and that's what you're, we, t like, so far today, we've talked about, like, some hard stuff and some really funny stuff and a lot of it is kind of woven together, like humor out of darkness and all of that. And I think that's a, a really important outlet. And so many people just don't have that outlet. So it's like a really, it's a really healthy way of channeling your experience. Love oh, it. hell yeah. Yeah. I also have this weird, like, um, thing where I, even before I started reading Brandy's book, like, I felt this, like, need to, like, 
document my life mm. in a way. Like, I have, like, a journal. Like, I just write down all the important things that happened to me and, like, the date. Yeah. Just so, like, I don't know why. I just feel like it's something that, you know, when I get older, I can look back on that and be like, wow, like, I forgot that happened. Or, like, wow, like, I was so young. Or, like, it's important. that was such a long time yeah. ago. No, I love that. I think I think more people need to do that. Like, I think that's really important. There's, like, there now that we have so many different ways to actually document our experiences, like, this is all going to be part of history, and it's going to be really cool to be able to see the way that things evolved in our lifetime because there's mm-hmm. there has been so much change on such a massive scale, particularly because it's mediated across the world and in such a, an amazing way. And so I think documenting it's so important. Yeah, I love it. It just... I think look like listening back to like older episodes of my favorite podcasts, like going back to like before the election and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to think that people are like, oh, well, you know, um, Hillary's definitely going to win. Like, I can't wait until we have our first female president. And then like a few episodes later, it's like, we're very disappointed. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a, like... Yeah, that was a horrible feeling. So Yeah, that was, yeah. that was not a good time. Yeah, it was not. But it's just like funny, like listening back to all that and like, these episodes are like just like you know years and years and years ago and I'm like wow like you know hopefully all all of our episodes will still be available somewhere like in the google drive or like I don't know if anchor is ever gonna like go away but like (laughs) it's the episodes will be there for like to just like go back on and yeah then we can just um, like delete the first few episodes off the face of the planet because of how bad the audio quality is you know (laughs) episodes one you're like "Mm -hmm." Yeah. No, I think that's so cool. And that's so important. And I think like future generations, it will be really interesting for them to have like this documentation. Like we look back at like the 1900s and we're like the dark ages, like, but but what what's happening right now will probably be a dark age for, for people in the future. And so it's important to have that, that documented in whatever way. And like, what a cool way to do it, have it documented out loud like in your own voice that's so cool yeah why not right fuck it yeah it's awesome (laughs) that's what i'm here for (laughs) yeah um also like alex said it's just an excuse for us to just like hang out like because that's really like what we do we just like get online with each other we're like hey buddy (laughs) yeah how was your weekend we like talk for like 15 minutes beforehand go directly into the episode which is basically the same vibe and then after we're talking for like 15 minutes to a half hour I love it. Well, and one thing I also say often, and some people might challenge me on this and not agree with it, but I think queer people, like, every week is like a 10 years because you go through so many different things. <laughs> like, you have so many stories to tell. And yeah. I don't know, I feel like I've lived 20 lifetimes. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's really, that's cool. And that's something I really value about my experience. Like, I've had to learn things in a, a really big way um through like going through a lot of really hard stuff and a lot of really amazing stuff and connecting with really cool people um and so I just think that's that's worth talking about so mm-hmm. I love it yeah fuck yeah Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um so we are coming up on time past time but that's fine because this is our podcast and we, we can do whatever, whatever we, want. Fuck we want whatever the fuck we want here this is our podcast we do what yeah. we want that should be your tagline yes. also question for you guys when are you gonna have brandy on the podcast <laughs> um <laughs> we had we actually had like a pretty in-depth discussion about this last last week mm-hmm. what what did we even say because it well, was <laughs> 
we were talking about how Brandy was stalking me. <laughs> And how now um, she's going to have to be a guest on the podcast. Why was she stalking Um, you? Let's hear. There was just like two days in a row where like she would either like or comment on like everything that I would like say. And I was like, is Brandy stalking me? Did you love it? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Like I was shitting my pants. It's the best feeling. (laughs) She interacts with people so much and it's the best. Yeah. I love everything about it. And it's like weird. Like it just makes me feel like a 12 year old again, but it's like. You know, like, both of us have, like, met her, so it's, like, it shouldn't be, like, a shock factor, like, oh, my God, like, because we physically have spoken to her, but, but like, it always that is. feedback of, like, her being, like, I'm, like, <laughs> Brandy thinks I'm so funny. I know. she liked my comment. <laughs> I know. It's it's a great feel. I mean, and if Brandy thinks you're funny, then, like, what the fuck else matters? You know? Right? Like, like I can die a matters. happy person right now because Brandy thinks I'm funny. <laughs> exactly. No, I think you should definitely try. I mean, you know I got an interview with Brandy, so... Yes, that was the limit. epic. I was shitting my pants because, like, every time, because I feel like you and like Allie Todd are like, like a little bit like Bramley famous, and like I'm <laughs> friends with both of you. So like when I when I see Allie, I'm like Allie, oh my god, like I love it so much because like I'm just like so happy for you guys. I'm like yes, those are my friends. Well, it's so cool. that's what's cool about the Bramley because like we actually want good things for each other versus like I feel like we could be like she got an interview with Brandy that's so unfair like Allie gets to play with Brandy that's so unfair but no it's like that's amazing and I want to hear every single detail of what that was like yeah Um, yeah we I just love like support like I don't know I love supporting each other yeah like I've gotten I've definitely had some I think we talked about this last episode um I've had some weird experiences like with the Bramley like being a little bit like um um, exclusionary ex- okay, yeah excluded because i didn't have social media for the longest mm. time until i was like 26 or something okay. so i didn't know the bramley existed mm. you know and i've been a fan for like fucking ever and like so i was like a new bramley member and i just moved to the east coast so i was a new bramley east coast member mm-hmm. and so then like all like the you know the old school bramley east coast people were like it was just kind of like a little bit off-putting it takes a minute um, it definitely takes a minute with the bramley but once you're there once you're in and the people realize that you like have good intentions and are like aren't trying to like overstep or anything i think that it's that way with any any sort of like fan club but i do i have met like really really amazing people through it which is really cool and like brandy fans are like really hardcore in a way that like (laughs) in like a really big way that I think also goes back to queerness I think mm-hmm. it all does yeah, it all yeah does. we all yeah I, I get that 100% and it's actually funny because being like so hardcore about like I'm actually going to meet up with a Bramley member like in Vermont oh. because I can't have the XOBC wine shipped to me because I live mm-hmm. in New Hampshire so they're like a, a Bramley member was like oh I'll just have it shipped to my house and we can just like meet halfway and I was like oh my that's God. awesome <laughs> yeah it's annoying that we can't get wine I can't get it to Connecticut either but I just luckily can send it to New York and just go get it there but fair but yeah that's cute yeah that's such a Bramley thing to be like yeah, yeah. I'll do it problem (laughs) yeah we'll just yeah yeah or even like i don't know if you know clue she does the Mm -hmm. editing for the bramley podcast we met up um because i met her uh girls just on a week in 2020 i think it i think it was the second one i met her um and she was just like so nice and then we just like met up in um a little bit north of boston over the past summer maybe it was the fall yeah that's the Um, fall 
and it was just like so cool i'm like yes let's do this and i see i see bramley like well before pre-covid um you know at of like other concerts like i saw two bramley members at a lucius concert one time in portsmouth new hampshire it was just like it was just so it's so cool to just kind of like they're everywhere you just gotta know where to find them yeah i know i like meet up with them in different cities like i love that you can like you can go to a different city and like have somewhere to stay or have someone to see like that's such a great thing because we're all just all over the place and so like um uh welcoming too it's like just so warm and welcoming like yes you are bramley like you come into my house i'll I'll bring you wine you know like shit like that i can't wait till we can all be together again i know yeah i I want it to happen now but i don't um i don't want to get sick or get anybody else did you did you guys get vaccinated yeah, I've got my second vax coming uh, in a little over a week. I'm yeah, very same. glad that um, we're doing this today, not yesterday, because I got vaccinated two days ago and I was so sick. Sorry to Which tell you Which one did you get? Pfizer. Okay, interesting, because I was just talking to somebody this morning where uh, a couple of my family members got Pfizer the second after the second dose. They were completely fine. Yeah, a lot of people it's, it's are so varied. Fine. Moderna is like apparently the worst. But I was Can't really wait. sick. I was getting, I don't know if any of you have ever um, experienced brain zaps from going off of meds or changing meds, but it's where you get like these, it feels like an electric shock in your brain. I was getting that like all day yesterday. I was like, oh no, oh my God. Yeah. But today I feel 100% normal. So it's, it okay, really cool. wasn't bad. And also like, I'm sitting here being like, please like hit me as hard as you want to with these symptoms, because if I am able to go back into the world and be vaccinated it's 100 percent worth it so yeah so you just gotta like wait wait it out a little bit but yeah it was it was a, a rough day i don't think i could have done this podcast yesterday <laughs> so i was like please be better tomorrow and now i'm great so yay yeah yeah great and you're vaccinated vaccinated feels good <laughs> so good feels good yeah uh do alex do you have anything to do you have anything to plug or do you have any questions or anything to say that you haven't, um, that you didn't get a chance to talk about? Interesting. About? I'm trying to, I'm like, what do I want to say right now? It's a lot of pressure. Uh, number <laughs> one, I'll plug, I'll plug Japanese breakfast book, AKA Michelle's honor, uh, crying in H Mart halfway through. It's devastating. Um, if you, you know, if, if you have any sort of relationship, uh, to a, to your mother or mother figure in your life, uh, it'll be rough to get through <laughs> mm, okay. uh, number one uh and then number two um i haven't started playing this yet but i'm very excited about uh the new pokemon snap came out yesterday oh my god <laughs> i'm so excited nerd. <laughs> i have my copy of it uh I, i'm finishing up a different <laughs> different game first but uh it's only the second pokemon snap game and the first one is tight as hell so very <laughs> excited <laughs> the little things it's really the little things. <laughs> Steph, what do you have to plug? Um, I, I, therapy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Go to therapy. Go to therapy, read Brandy's book, read Chelsea Handler's book, um, and talk about your feelings, figure your shit out, you know, just don't go through life, um, with, uh, there's something about mental health that you, you know, you know that there, it's like in there, or I guess like in here um and if you you just go just go talk to somebody it's not it's not scary um the whole point of therapy is that they're not going to judge you so 
I, you know, just be honest with yourself first, be honest with your therapist, um, listen to their feedback. Um, and if you have to go, you know, see a psychiatrist, psychologist, if you have to get meds, be open to it, um, find what's best for you and don't, don't go to therapy and if your first therapist isn't the right one for you, yeah. try again. It's that people give up on therapy so often because they're like, oh, I went to therapy once and I didn't like it. It's probably not the right therapist for you, dude. Yeah. A lot of people quit early when it comes to all of this stuff, therapy, meds. I agree mm -hmm. with that. That's a really good point. And I also just was going to say, like, I, without choosing to take care of myself, in terms of my mental health, I really don't think I would be here today. And like, that's probably the most important message I can send. Like I had to get help and it was scary and hard in moments, but like, it's so worth it. Once you, once you start to see the world in a fully different way, it's like such a beautiful thing to be able to um, take your mental health into your hands and like really just step into it. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. A lot of us, a lot of us relate. Most people I think relate to, to going through some mental health issues. And, uh, I live my life very, very loudly about my mental health and, and not everyone can do that. That's a huge privilege, but I can say like by doing that, like so many of us struggle and it's, it's allowed me to connect with people in such an amazing way. So I just would say to anybody to just be be brave and uh, choose yourself and try to tune out all the other noise um, because it can be a lot better than it is for so many people. Well said. That's Boom. excellent Mike to end drop. on. <laughs> um, I actually wanted to end it with stay away from Lindsay Wheeler. She's crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she definitely is. Uh, would not recommend having your kids anywhere near me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap <laughs> and done um do you want people to be able to like follow you or get a like yeah. get a hold of lifelines or anything like of that of course yeah you can follow me um on instagram if you if you want to be hit with a lot of intense energy <laughs> um my my instagram handle is at told my therapist about you you spelled y-o-u <laughs> not kidding told my therapist about you very long. Um, and yeah, always totally follow, reach out. I'm, I'm here. I, I try to make myself very available to anybody who wants to talk because I wouldn't have survived all of this without those people in my life. So please reach out if you, if you want to talk at all. Um, and lifelines is just lifelines.com. There are lots of workshops and stuff. You'll see my face on the little register thing the, the page where you can register for them and always excited to see new faces yay, yay. thank nice. you both for Thanks having me that. this was really fun alex do you have social media because if you do i'm going to go follow you right now i do and i keep it pretty private because of my job so i'll tell you after <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> my job will find me your job will find me. i know i'm waiting for my job to find me but you know what life's too short <laughs> they already know i'm nuts <laughs> if they didn't know they know now because we just told everybody exactly <laughs> all right homos uh stay gay stay gay okay bye bye, bye. okay <laughs>